Action. My name is Benaya, and this podcast is called Hey with Denimus. In episode, this is Women's History Month. So there's going to be a set of students talking about how they appreciate women and their opinions on women and like how women are valued. And I'm the one that came up with this episode. All right. Welcome to... Our special guest for women's empowerment is Dr. Blanca Ruiz. She's an ed consultant and former principal. Blanca is a District 13 Fort Greene product, Brooklyn, do or die. Somewhere I hear Biggie playing in the background. In all seriousness, I appreciate her taking the time to share her story without hesitation. As Dr. Ruiz would put it, she's got a story to tell. If you know, you know. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. You know that baby song. Let's hear what she has to say. Um, so I am Blanca. I uh, was born, I'm, I identify as a New Yorican, a Puerto Rican from New York, uh, Boricua. Um, my, my, so my peoples are from Moca, Puerto Rico, but uh, we are very much Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Fort Greene. So I grew up on, you know, my mom and family uh, grew up mostly on Bergen side. And I grew up on Carlton and Atlantic and then Two Tones projects over there. Um, one of five. So I am the youngest of five kids. I have four mm-hmm. older brothers and I'm the youngest girl. Um, so I feel like I've been fighting all my life. Um, <laughs> so, um, and I went to public school K to eight. I went to, uh, public, I went to PS 11. So for those of you who know, PS 11, I went to PS 11 and then I went to 113, which was, um, right where the former arts and letters is, uh, was, um, of uh, Adelphi and for junior high school. And then I got a scholarship through an Oliver program to go to private school. Um, and so I went to private school, uh, downtown Brooklyn. I, and I tell everyone, I went, you know, back in the days, Fort Greene was predominantly black and Latino. I went to school with predominantly black and Latino uh, people. And then I ended up going to Packer. And that's when I realized, oh, snap, there's people that don't look like me Mm -hmm. and people with money. Um, Uh And so, so yeah, so I spent my four years at Packer Navigating Life. um, And then I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. So I went to D.C. because I was like, oh, let me go to school in D.C. because that's where Mm -hmm. lawyers hang out. Yeah, Georgetown. Yeah, over there. Yeah, see, (laughs) I said Georgetown. I was a Hoya. um, Uh Graduated from there, really wanting to teach, and then spent the rest of my life teaching, um, teaching and working in schools, particularly with middle school kids who I have a love love relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's extra love for listen. That's, that's an extra yeah. love relationship. Yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, yeah, for middle school, so I, I taught. Um, I taught. I was a principal, um, and now I do uh, at consulting, and I have two children who who are very unapologetic about their presence, but mm-hmm. also teach me to be better about things. So, so I do a lot of, and, and then just what I currently do is a lot of um, racial justice and anti-oppression work to get, you know, folks really thinking about how we see people of different races and how we interact with one another and how history has a play in that. So. Here I asked Blanca about her earlier days of middle school so when we were in middle school, I was at 113, that's what, um, and uh, it was seventh and eighth grade only. So, you know, from K to six, I was in one building and then went to seventh and eighth grade. So it was just two years and you had two years to make impressions. Mm. Um, but I was a really, 
I love school. So I was one of those like quote unquote nerds. Um, but I was kind of a cool nerd. So I don't know if anybody out there really identifies with that, where it's just like, I was, you know, I like my books and reading. Um, and partially because I really thought this was the ticket, right? My mother was like, you got to go to school. My mother was known for like sending us to school when it was a blizzard and school was closed. She's like, no, we're going because we didn't have like Twitter, social media and all the things that now we currently have. So you have to figure it out a certain way. And so I really actually love school, um, but found myself trying to figure out which circle I fit into. And so the hardest thing for me was feeling like I had to fit into one of the circles. And so I really love school, but I think I was cool, but I also was like sporty um, and liked running and like, so like there were different pockets of people. Uh, and I thought like I made, I did the dance pretty well where I could go from circle to circle, but that didn't always jive well with everyone else. It was just like, well, why are you always hanging out with them? Why are you always hanging out with them? And it, or it, it always made me feel like I had to pick, um, uh, and then it was just, you know, at some point I embraced that being smart was fine. Doing well in school was fine. Like, it's not a bad thing to actually do well. So I stopped hiding that. Um, at first, I used to, like, hide my scores when the teachers would, like, you know, give us our test back. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think it was it was a time for me to figure out circles, social circles, and like who I was cool with and who wasn't. Some people were sometimey, um, and some people got upset about that. And so it was a challenge uh, that. Uh, but then I have my like ride or die people who you know it doesn't matter which circle you're in. You're like those are my people, um, and we didn't need to hang out every time. So and they understood that. Uh, so I think that was like middle school navigation. I then asked the good doctor about the importance of perseverance. I could tell this was a complex topic to cover, so many layers. But let's hear what she has to say. So I have a, I have a very complex relationship with perseverance and mm. re resilience and those words. Um, oh, talk about it. Come on now. I will. That's the story, right? Yeah. Um, growing up, my mother, I grew up in, a, so the other thing is that I grew up Catholic. And so every Sunday we were at church, I did all the sacraments. So if anyone has grown up Catholic, you might mm -hmm. know like about first about baptism, commun uh, communion and confirmation. I did all of those steps. Um, but my mother was big into prayer and she would always talk about fortaleza, uh, fortitude. And mm -hmm. so, so like basically like strength. You know, I always say my people are people, are strong people. We, we are resilient people. We are persevering people. Um, and, you know, there's more to the story to then, you know, I grew up, my mother raised us. Um, my father was in and out of our lives. We grew up in poverty, uh, but we didn't know, right? Like we didn't know. I didn't know until I went to Packer. So per perseverance, my relationship with the word perseverance, part of me didn't know I had it during that middle school time uh, because it just was the way. Like we had already persevered, right? And so, um over time, I'd felt the pressure as the youngest, as um, as the, the 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 one who really I actually loved school. My brothers did not like school like that, so the one who loved school to really persevere to like you have to quote unquote make it. And so there was this sort of pressure on top of me loving school. There was this pressure to also do well so that it gives you some other opportunities. 
perseverance got me through life stuff, like the stuff that no one sees when you walk into school, right? Like there's just stuff that's going on in your house that no one necessarily sees. And some of y'all may be going through some stuff that you're like, and your parents are like, don't go out there telling my business out in these streets, right? Some of y'all have some other stuff out, you know, we're all going through COVID. So like, you know, the pandemic is still here. We went through that. There's, there's some of that that's happening. And then when I think of perseverance within school, there was this incredible amount of pressure to do well and that doing well was going to be a ticket to something. Um, and so, you know, like, I think there was that, that academic perseverance on top of the social perseverance that I think is still actually the case. I don't, I don't know that I ever grew out of it, uh, but also that my perseverance doesn't look like your perseverance, right? Like yeah. my, what I have to struggle through isn't like your struggle, right? And right. So I think one of the things that I didn't like about middle school, you know, that was hard. I shouldn't say didn't like, but one of the things is like, there's this constant sort of competition. It's like, well, who's, you know, more mm. this, more that. And it's just like, I'm not, I'm not going to out, um, out battle you with like my, 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 my pity story. Right. Like I'm not going to, mm. you know, like, I don't right. Know. So everyone right. has a threshold. And so your threshold is your threshold. Right. There are those that lean on others, maybe a parent or friend. Here we talk about how having a solid core is important. I, I don't. Um, so I'm an introvert as as much as people don't realize that. And I That's don't fine. really go to people for things. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like a core. That's what I'm saying. I said before I had like people who understood and I had a friend, Latisha, Latisha mm-hmm. Chalmers. I actually ran into her in Trader Joe's like 10 years, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my friend Deborah, like we were all, and they were two different, they were in totally different circles. Mm-hmm. Um, I also used to play an instrument then. So I like, I also, I forgot to add that part of my identity was I was a trumpet player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, part of a jazz band and marching band. No, okay. Um, I know. See, y'all, y'all thought mm-hmm. you knew. Huh? I'll be, <laughs> be dancing on the trumpet. Um, but I, so I had different, you know, like I had those two, like I had two core people who mm-hmm. I knew, you know, like I vibed with. Um, and then I had, you know, I didn't have any sisters growing up, but I have a niece who's three years younger than me, who was like my sister. Mm-hmm. And so those are like that was it for me it was I'm, I've always been a small circle kind of person I don't need I can be in company of a lot of people but I you know I leaned on those three people uh my mom did not oh she didn't know I don't think she knew like what to do with a girl so she had a, mm. she had sons growing up and she figured out how to work with that and she was like we do you know so I didn't really always go to her for things but she knew that things were going on Right. And so she knew what to ask. Um, that's sort of the dynamic we had. Uh, but there was definitely like a core group of three people who I was like, I can go to you for this. I can go to you for this and I can go to you for this. Um, and there was one person in the school. One, my At that point, we had like coordinators that were like our AP and she she and I just talked a lot. And so she, you know, she definitely would pull me aside and was like, hey, what's going on today? And so we would just chit chat. Uh, occasionally, but the adult in the building was always uh, helpful. During a brief redirection, the subject of social media came up. She has an interesting take on it. Oh, boom. Uh, this is the part where I aged myself. When I was a middle school principal, uh, what did we have? MySpace was popping up. And so I was <laughs> I was so done. Tom? I was done. 
was like, listen, y'all can't bring this outside stuff in here. Like what, you know, so I am not a fan. Um, I think social media provides opportunities to, to speak on platforms and bring awareness in its most positive state. It can bring awareness. It can connect people. It can let people know like, hey, I don't have the ability to to reach out to everybody, uh, but this is what I'm up to. That's the like most positive. In its most vicious state, which is what I think about, it is like, and also use it for like, oh, there are some ideas that are out there. Like, you know, like you get to share some of your creativity and talent. In its most vicious state um, and having dealt with it as an adult with students, Ah, it is like, it has been the idea that I would use it to tear someone down. Like, I don't stand for that one-on-one. Like, that's not what we, that's not what we're about. And so that I would put people down. I watch a lot of random reality TV. I'm not even going to get into that. But I'm like, the kind of stuff people write about people's reality TV experience is pretty intense. And I'm like, why y'all being so mean to people? And so... Um, when people use it as a space to be mean, um, I'm not a fan of when people use it as a cancel culture concept. I'm not, a, I just don't agree with that. Um, so I just, I have mixed feelings about social media. Uh, I think it also can be a time suck. I'm like, put, put that down and read a book. Like that's actually a good use of time, but I'm also, you know, but I think watching people do TikTok videos and trying to get some dance moves in, all right, that, that's going to work for you, then okay, get some dance moves in. But yeah, so I have I have a complicated relationship with it. I think the popularity piece too, like that mm-hmm. I am so concerned about what other people think of me. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, that just, right. and, and that I would resolve conflict on social media rather than have a conversation with conversation. Oh, that that to me is like, we're not all the conversation is done. Yeah. Blanca didn't want to answer this and we all struggle with it. But what would we tell our younger selves? She was clearly ducking the question though. What would I, I don't know what I would tell my younger self. I I think, uh, I, I think there is something around giving permission to explore the different sides of you and not being, confined to how you are seen and so mm. i don't know if that makes sense to anyone oh no but, just keep mm-hmm. keep going like, makes sense but you know the part of me was like oh this nerd personality like what is that everyone might have had this perception of me this part of me that um i actually enjoyed watching i'm not a i don't like playing sports i'm not a competitive person and i'm competitive with myself but like ex- explore that side. Part of me was like, I'm really into playing an instrument is different. It's, you know, it's not what well, my family didn't grow up like mm-hmm. playing instruments. Um, explore that side. And so like, they were just there. And then when I went to high school, I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't know my power. Right. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so someone was like, you should run for student government. You should do, you know, and I just didn't think about all the possibilities because I was too worried being the poor little Latina in a predominantly white rich school um, and trying to hide that other side. And so it wasn't until I became comfortable with all sides of me that, um, and that, you know, I consider it a beautiful mosaic, right? Like it is not, I am not defined by one piece of a, of, of a puzzle or one piece of a picture. It is that all of these components make me, me, right? And so for every hardship that I've had in life, you know, and 
Um, I very rarely have, I don't know that I have many regrets in life. Um, the one regret is that I didn't study abroad in college. So that was my only regret, mm-hmm. but I accept like some of that hardship that the hard lessons as just part of what made me me, right. Part Amazing of what led to are. perseverance, part of the, what led to the resilience, part of what led to my sad moments and part of what led to my triumphant moments. Right. And so, um, and I think I, you, and part of it is natural. I think it's age appropriate to be like, right. I have to be this way. I have to be this way. Um, and I'm grateful that I have, you know, my kids teaching me that too, and trying to let them be who they are at this moment, at this slice of life. And I may not understand it because I don't understand y'all all the time. Uh, <laughs> I didn't understand them all the time, but that they uh-huh. could, they didn't have to be, you know, robots. And my, my side at this moment, we're talking about I, current I work and eight. side hustle. You know, like I used to get to work at six in the morning and leave at seven o'clock at night for mm-hmm. 20, for 18 years. Um, and that all sort of stopped when I decided to go and be an entrepreneur. And so that's what I'm doing now. Um, I'm doing some workshops. Um, I work, do workshops a lot with teachers. I do workshops with, um, with parents. I do them with leaders, with school leaders, with organizations. Um, and my, my daughter's favorite line is, I don't know why you're so busy and get all upset if you're your own boss. So I guess mm, I'm my mm. own boss, y'all. Mm, so mm. there's that, um, which is a whole different thing. Is that to me, I never dreamt it. I never wanted to do it. Um, but here I am. Uh, I also have done like, you know, a podcast with uh, co-host, co-hosted it with uh, Ray King, who, and we did a Woke at Work podcast, Women of Color at Work, uh, where we really talk about the intersectionality of being a female and being a woman of color um, in various spaces. And what does that mean? So then she had to give us her favorite vegan donut spot, like, oh, Done Well Donuts. We want to bless her with something. Bless me with a gift card to Done Well Donuts or some Done Well Donuts. They are, it's on Montrose. Um, it is the i don't i don't mess with that like oh it's good for being vegan i'm like no it's just good it it's just good. good okay all right let's take a look inside to the power of networking what you know is important but who you know is actually really important and how you treat people so i have former students who are like miss ruiz da-da-da-da. i'm like you want oh you want a job Oh, okay. You want a mm-hmm. job after you decided, but see, I also think people have opportunity to change. So we just right. don't want to do that. Um, but uh a lot of just what ne- networking to me is not kissing up. Networking to me is not any, it's just that there are different people who are connected to something who might know someone who might be like, oh yo, do you know someone who dot 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 fill in the mm-hmm. blank? And so I used to tell my students this all the time. I'm like, listen. Who you know and how you treat people is just as important as what you know. So, as an advertising, one of her favorite biggie quotes, know, she right went from Ashy. You can also say, I drop another one, you know, and I took, take this from, from Biggie. I went from Ashy to classy. Well, maybe not classy in um, appearance, but I've redefined classiness. So, has uh, so have other people. But there we go. So, mm-hmm. listen, you know, we all, we all can grow and transform. Thank you to Dr. Ruiz for coming on the pod. She certainly is about evolution, changing perspectives, understands the power of networking, and most importantly, she went from ashy to classy, growing up in the same Brooklyn streets you're in now. What a way to start off our Women Empowerment Series. Tune in as we have lots more headed your way. The new quote and mantra for you all, 
any and everything you do, do it with passion and grit. Find your passion and get to it. That's from A Coach Cam. Peace.